Hey everybody, it's Sean. Just wanted to kind of give you a quick update and maybe just something to fill up your podcast listening device in the middle of uh, the holiday, I guess. Uh, it is almost Christmas Eve when I'm recording this and probably when I'm also releasing this. And I uh, just wanted to just say hi for a minute. Coming up in the future, obviously this podcast is on hiatus probably until February-ish ish maybe I, i'm not 100 sure when things are going to be coming back full time but it's not going to be terribly long i hope but i just wanted to kind of uh, update y'all on what's going on uh, if you follow atari age most of this is not news but obviously baby pac-man is still very much in progress bob DiCrescenzo is hard at work on it and posting regular updates there's also a galaxian port being worked on which is spawned from an unfinished Gorf homebrew from a while ago. So that'll be interesting. I I don't like Galaxian, but I, hey, I'm still going to be reporting on this once it's done, and I will spend money on the actual game when it comes out. And just out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there was a game dropped on us from PenguinNet called Ricky and Vicky, which is a combination platformer adventure puzzle game. That is due out for the Atari 7800 on January 14th. The cost will be $59.99 US dollars plus shipping and handling. Pretty expensive, especially compared to the Windows version, which is only, what, 10 bucks, I think? But the Atari 7800 version is going to have some advanced sound and memory mapping via custom chips, which means that I guess the game's not emulatable right now. So advanced sound, not from a pokey chip, but from something different. You can bet that Ricky and Vicky will be featured in a future episode of this podcast once it's out for the playing. Also, there's a new ProLine compatible arcade style joystick controller from Awcades, A-W-E-C-A-D-E-S dot com. And that should be available by the time you hear this. And of course, we're all hopeful that before long, the expansion module, the XM, will at long last begin to ship. Kurt Vendel has of late been posting fairly regular progress updates on both Atari Age and Facebook. In other news, of course, Serpentine and Froggy for the 7800 are finally available. I got my copies. I haven't had a chance to play Serpentine yet, but some things I can talk about that I wasn't able to talk about in the previous episode... The box design is very similar to a standard Atari 7800 game box design. Uh, it's a, the color scheme is a little bit different, but it's still very similar. The design will look very familiar to you. The manual is a very, very nicely printed, highly glossy manual that is done Atari 7800 style, complete with those fonts and everything. Uh, very well done. I'm very happy with what happened here. There's a, a section on scoring, a section on tips such as always try to end a level with your egg laid to accomplish this. You can eat all segments from the last enemy, except two, then wait for your egg to be laid after which you should be able to easily dispatch the last short enemy. And it has the credits on here. Of course, original Atari eight bit computer version by David Snyder, 7,800 port by Mike Sarna box label and manual design by Grazie Mello. And Froggy, I have a few things I have to say about Froggy that I wasn't able to say in the episode that actually talked about it. I actually did get a chance to play Froggy. I had a chance to play a couple of games, but I didn't make it Serpentine. But of course, I wanted to try out Froggy. 
because, hey, I invested money in a pokey chip, which I sent to Albert to have built into this cartridge. I'm noticing in some ways it's a little bit more forgiving than the arcade version, because I've talked about before how the arcade version is very, very unforgiving. Lots of cheap deaths. I noticed that that's not as bad on Froggy. Also, something in the arcade version I didn't notice before, but in the arcade Frogger, you can move the frog down the screen below the first curb, I guess, before you get to the highway. That, I used to do that when I was a little kid. I used to move the frog down, have the frog overlap the little countdown timer and everything. You can't do that on Froggy on the 7800. The bottom curb, right before you get into the first lane of traffic, that's as far down as you can go. But really, why would you want to go back down? Also, you can change the number of lives with the difficulty switch on the left. You flip the switch to the left, you get five lives. Flip it to the right, you get three lives. There's also a setting in which you can turn off the background music, which is kind of, I don't know, because if I have the option to turn off background music in a game, I usually turn it off. However, I am noticing that there are a lot of audio cues in the background music that if you're not really paying attention, it's very easy to kind of lose track of where you are, how much time you have left. So even though I usually prefer games with no background music, I think when I play Froggy, I'm going to leave it turned on. One other thing, the box says that there are one player and two player modes, but that's actually incorrect. It turns out that the box was designed and printed a long time ago, and I'm guessing at the time that the boxes were designed and printed, a two-player mode was expected, but it was never actually implemented. But Albert said the next run of boxes will not say anything about a two-player mode. Speaking of boxes, graphically, the box for Froggy looks just like the box for the Atari 2600 Parker Brothers Frogger, it has the same font styles. It has that little red stripe on the bottom with the words for the Atari 7800 Pro System. It has the arcade game series. Um, what do you call those things? Uh, it's not really a blurb. It's just a, a fancy little uh, graphic. It just says arcade game series in kind of a late 70s, early 80s font. On the side of the box, it has the word froggy and a little frog next to it, kind of like how Frogger appears on the Parker Brothers game cartridge. The actual box style itself, the physical box, it's the same as any other Atari age published game, which means that it's glossy, it's a flap top, and on the inside it has that little cardboard holder. All right, as much as I have high praise for Albert and what he does for Atari age and making these homebrews available to people like me. Uh, there is one thing I have to say. I never, ever liked these box inserts. They don't really hold the cartridge very well. They're a pain in the butt to deal with, quite frankly, at least for me. If anybody knows of a good way to make these things work really well, please reach out to me. The manual is also glossy, although not quite as glossy as the manual for Serpentine, but it is a eight-page manual if you count the front and back covers. And of course, you have all kinds of credits on the back. Programming by Matthias Ludke. Label art by Melvin Ludke. Special thanks to Robert Tachito. Uh, I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced. And Gambler172. Pro I'm guessing though that's for all the testing they did. Manual designed by G. Tony Morse. And uh, there we go. So that's Froggy. I also got Mappy for the 2600. And yeah, this is a 7800 podcast, but holy cow. 
Mappy on the 2600. I, I said this before. When I watched the videos before I got the cartridge, I, I, would n- I refused to believe that it was coming from an Atari 2600. That's how good it was. It has the background music. It has amazing animations, great graphics. The background music also is in the proper key, which is hard to do on a 2600. But, oh my God, it's amazing. Even after I got the game and played it myself on my own system, I I thought, there's no way this is on an Atari 2600. Well, okay, technically it was on a 7800. I didn't test it on my 2600. But, wow, wow, oh my Lord. If you like the Mappy Arcade game, you are doing yourself a tragic disservice by not getting the 2600 homebrew. So, check it out it's amazing a freaking amazing <laughs> anyway folks uh, that's all i had to say for now this podcast is still going to be on hiatus for a little bit probably until february uh, if you listen to my other podcasts pie factory podcast well you don't listen to it now because that too is on hiatus and probably will be until eh, early to mid-february autobiography of a schnook i just released a new episode yesterday actually that is not on hiatus You can uh, get more information at schnookpodcast.com, S-C-H-N-O-O-K. You can also reach out to me in the meantime at the usual email address of homebrew78 at fab4it.com. And fab4it is spelled F-A-B and then the number four and then I-T. You can follow me on Twitter at homebrew78. And I don't know why you would because... Hey, the podcast is on hiatus. There's not much to update on Twitter. So uh, anyway, follow me anyway. You'll find some updates later on when we're back in business, I guess. But as usual, I am asking you, especially during the holiday season, during Christmas, during Kwanzaa, Boxing Day. What else happened? New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. What other? Ho- we have, you see, that's why we say happy holidays. So we don't leave anything out. We're not, there's no war on Christmas. I love Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas, everybody. Why do we see Merry for Christmas, but no other time? Hmm. Happy Christmas. Happy everything. We just want to be all inclusive, make sure we're not forgetting anything. And especially now, when you're thinking of last minute Christmas presents, of course, by the time you do this now, it'll be way too late. You're going to say, well, yeah, but you'll get it in a couple of weeks. Give these hardworking homebrew developers the support they deserve. Especially if somebody on your shopping list is a video game fan, get them one of these homebrews. Get them one of these homebrews. They're freaking amazing. And I hope you have an amazing time, an amazing holiday, amazing week, amazing month-ish until this podcast is back in full swing. I will talk to you hopefully really soon, my friends. My friends.